Thank you for downloading this episode of Folk on Foot. Before we start, I just wanted to share a brief message. If you like what we do, we really need your support to keep going. You can join our wonderful band of members and you'll get great rewards. These include access to our amazing Folk on Foot on Film archive of hundreds of songs shot on location on our travels around the UK and Ireland. To sign up, just go to folkonfoot.com slash support us. You'll also get an ad-free version of all our episodes and an email postcard from me each time we go on a walk. If you just want the ad-free version, it'll cost you £3 a month and you can get it through your Apple Podcast app or at folkonfoot.com slash support us. Finally, if you don't want to make a regular commitment but do want to show how much you love us, you can simply buy us a coffee. You can also do that at folkonfoot.com slash support us. Every penny we get goes back into making more episodes of Folk on Foot. So thank you and enjoy the walk. It's a cold, dark Welsh night, and we're just coming in to the churchyard of St. Tedeco's Church in Malchwyd village. And we're here with a great sense of anticipation because we're going to join the Plugine Carol tradition, which stretches back hundreds of years. We've got quite a record on Folk on Foot now of doing. Christmas episodes. We did the Sheffield carols, we did the Wexford carols, and now this is the third in our series. And I first heard about the Welsh tradition of Plagine carols from Gwilym Bowen Rees when we were talking to him in, in Aberdaran, and he said, oh, you must come to one of the services. And it is a service, so there's no applause. You don't hear a, an audience, although there will be a big audience, you don't hear them clapping or anything like that. But you do hear the singing of carols that have been handed down from generation to generation. And they perform these carols for as long as there are people who want to sing. And that's what we were anticipating finding when we go inside the church tonight. just had a peep inside and the church looks absolutely beautiful there's a uh, an illuminated christmas tree just by the altar with baubles all over it and there's a crib which is lit up from the inside showing the nativity scene and the people are filling the pews and the pews are made of of wood and they stack up right up to the heights of the back of the church and and they're going to be full i think of the congregation that's that's gathering here 
so much to this service is I found this description from the 19th century of the tradition of the Plagine carols and it's so evocative that it made me want to come and I've been told that the service hasn't changed that much even in those hundreds of years. This is what William Payne wrote about the service. He says, now the church is in a blaze, now crammed body, aisles, gallery. Now Sean Robert, the shoemaker, and his wife, descending from the singing seat to the lower and front part of the gallery, strike up alternately and without artificial aid of pitch pipe. The long, long carol, an old favorite, describing the worship of kings and of the wise men, and the flight into Egypt, and the terrible wickedness of Herod. The crowds are wholly silent and wrapped in admiration. Then the good rector and his curate, David Pugh, stand up and read the morning service, abbreviated, finishing with the prayer for all conditions of men, and the benediction, restless and somewhat surging is the congregation during prayers. The rector obliged sometimes to stop short in his office and look direct at some part or persons, but no verbal admonishment. Prayers over, the singers begin again, more carols, new singers, old carols in solos, duets, trios, choruses, then silence in the audience, broken at appropriate pauses by the suppressed hum of delight and approval, till between eight and nine, hunger telling on the singers, the plagine is over and the bells strike out a round peal. service is local people who have inherited the carol tradition and indeed the carol books some of which are quite dilapidated now from their parents and their grandparents and they will form the the majority of the singers but people now as this tradition has been revived come from all over Wales to take part I know that Owen Shires is, is taking part the singer who we've walked with in Wales before and Gwilym Bone Rees is going to offer a couple of carols too so uh, it'll be an interesting and varied lineup. Not 
Well, how lovely to see you. You as well. Nice to see you again. Croeson Oligamri. Welcome back to Wales. Uh, thank you, and happy Christmas. Oh, you as well, yes. <laughs> now, uh, tell us a little bit about the tradition that we're about to enter here of the Plagain carols. That's right. So uh, we're here in Machuid to see a Plagain service, which is a, a carol service, a Christmas carol service. But um, one of the things that makes it unique is that we sing these carols until, well, through all of January until traditionally... Candlemas, which is the 2nd of February. That's, that's the deadline. You can't sing them after that. Right. <laughs> and, and where did it all start? What's the, what's the history behind it? So it seems as if the um, singing traditionally on Christmas morning, the dawn of Christmas morning, or rather Christmas Eve uh, during the evening, people would go to church and sing these carols until the sun came up, or rather they would go to the, to the pub the Christmas Eve and then maybe two or three in the morning, would go to the church, start singing, and wouldn't stop until the sun came up. And they say that the word plugain itself comes from Latin, the word pulicantio, which means the cock crow, or the rooster's song. So it was the singing of the, of the dawn, in a way. And you, you, you can still use the word plugainial. If you say cotin plugainial, it means, you know, get up with, with the sun in the, at dawn. So, yeah, that's where, where the word comes from. The tradition is stronger in, in some areas, particularly we are sort of at the edge of where the, the heartland of the tradition is here. It would have been in the historic county of Montgomeryshire, which is now the north of Powys. When I say heartland, it's, it's the place where the tradition had carried on the longest. It seems like it would have been uh, spread all over Wales at some point, but it had carried on there into the 20th century. And then uh, people had sort of rediscovered it you know, and started recording these songs where nobody else was singing these songs, you know, these, these, this repertoire of songs, very old ones, some of them going back to the late Middle Ages. And that's what makes it special, uh, for me at least, are the, the songs themselves. Who's in gor with an oppressive and waiter all the provision Pullach ddirnad oed i'r iondeb Gabrielth na hermaint o'i ddawn Gabrielth na hermaint o'i ddawn O'i am gyffredim nis gellir Goriwch nefad o'i ar iw and so how many of these services do you attend every year? I haven't been to much this year yet. Maybe I would be able to go to four or five of them every year. But some pe- I know some people are more dedicated than myself that go try to go as, to as much as they can, maybe 12 or 15 of them, yes. <laughs> now, are you going to sing in the service now? I intend to sing. I haven't decided what I'm going to sing yet, but I've got a file of songs here. And one of the best things about this tradition is it's frowned upon to not have the lyrics in front of you. So it makes it very easy. Right. <laughs> much easier, much uh, easier to get into. And will the mood just strike you? Will you just decide, you know, when you hear what other people sing, w- which contribution you want oh, to make? Well, yes, it's uh, what is maybe frowned upon is to repeat a song that's already been sung. 
So it's good to have maybe three or four in the bank just in case somebody sung the one you're int you intended to sing. So I might have a little frantic flick through my file here and see what I, I know. <laughs> now, I wonder if you would mind sitting near me because I think one of the things that I might need is a guide to something that's going on because I'm not a Welsh speaker and I understand that all the proceedings will be entirely in Welsh. So there we are, no problem. If you problem. wouldn't mind whispering in my ear from time to time, Happy I'd be to very be grateful. Interpreter. Thank you very much. You mela sav waith map deu. You mela sav waith map deu. Roi oi hinandros ravlan, dynau naith er garulois. Mentra vinai, mentra vinai idol hinan, Mentra minai idho hinnan Velloroi vortroi dagrois I'm sitting in the church porch now with the Reverend Miriam Beecroft, who's the vicar of the church here. It's lovely of you to have us here. Can you tell us a little bit about what's likely to happen Yes, the service will begin like any other evening prayer service with some prayers and singing together and responses and scripture reading. And then the floor will be opened to local, first of all, and then gradually further away, singers who, who will either sing solos or they'll sing together in a party. And they'll each sing one carol of their choice. And then when everyone's sung once, there'll be a break while we all sing a, a carol all together and then we'll start a second round where everyone comes up in the same order as they did before and they'll each sing another carol one that hasn't yet been sung this evening so everyone will be preparing at least th at least two or three um, maybe more just to be on the safe side. Has this been rehearsed is there a running order is there an order of service for these carols you know do they come in a set pattern? The, the carols that people bring, no. Um, so some people will use plug-in carol books that are easily available. I've got a few at home. And then some people will bring a really old notebook that's been handed down to them from grandfathers, and they'll sing some really ancient words that only their family now sing. So some are more unique than others. Um, the other joy, actually, this week is when you'll see more tuning forks than any other week of the year. <laughs> And to get the note to start because on. Because everyone comes up, ding, doo, 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 and then they give the note to everyone, and then they go. Yeah, yeah. and sometimes there'll be a bit of a fumble about while someone um, loses confidence in their ability to pitch the right note. Yeah, but it's all very natural. No one, I mean, people do come in whatever they're comfortable in, so some people look really smart, and some people come like they've come straight from the field. And in that sense, there's a lovely equality about it. There's no formal oh we're in church now we're dressing in Sunday best it's not that it's more it's more familiar than that mm -hmm. 
service takes place in Welsh and even though the vicar comes from England originally she speaks Welsh and conducts the service in Welsh and all the songs are in Welsh all the carols are in Welsh uh, I'm beginning to pick out one or two words that come back repeatedly but I'm very very grateful to have Gwilym Burnrys sitting on my left ear whispering in my ear the odd translation just so that I can follow the proceedings so what happens is all of this um, the order is just totally random at the moment, you just go up when you fancy it, but then it's repeated in the same order. Right. The same people go again, but in the order it was the first time. Now, a man and a woman have just stepped forward in front of the altar, and uh, Gwilym tells me that she is Rhiannon Ethans, um, a leading academic and a big figure in the Welsh Folk Song Society, somebody who we might be able to speak to after the service. Ar gyfer heddiw'r goren fapan bach, yn fapan bach. Y ganwyd gwraiddi'n jesen fapan bach. Y cadarn ddaeth o bosra, y deddfwr gynt ar seina. I absolutely love the Plugain services. I started when I was about 18 because in Anglesey the tradition had died out by the time I was born. And so I never heard any Plugain singing while I was growing up in Anglesey. And then I came to the university in Aberystwyth and I met a girl um, who came from Llanfihangel and Gwynfa. And if you want to know anything at all about the Plugain, then you should go to Llanfihangel and Gwynfa. Now there are only three Plugain services that have been held continuously since the Middle Ages. And Mallwyd is one of those. Right. That's and amazing, it's isn't great. it? It's an astonishing thing to come here and, and join that tradition. And uh, I wondered if you could just tell us a little bit about the carols that you sang. I normally sing with Trevor Pew as a duet. Trevor has been singing in Mallwyd Church since he was three. And his mum sang here before that. She's now 94. She's an absolute gem. In the 60s, the plug-in services weren't very popular, and I think it was only Mrs. Pugh and her family that came here to sing, and sometimes they would come and it would only be them, but they still sang, and then they went home. And since then, uh, a vicar, Geraint Vaughan-Jones, came here. 
he published two volumes of Plugine Carols so that the actual carols were kept. And then, little by little, it became popular again. And now, as you see, we have a full church. You just feel part of the ages. Everybody sang these carols. I've lost my parents, and so I just feel part of my family, and I feel the pride, and I feel the enjoyment, and I just love it. from a different tradition to the English carols. The old Welsh Plugine carols, they start with the creation of the world, speak about the prophets, Isaiah, etc., etc., and then eventually they come to the nativity. And then they go on from there to the crucifixion, the ascension into heaven, and then the very last verse is, now that you've heard all of this, what are you going to do about it? So you're invited then to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and that's the last verse. But of course, that would be about 30 verses, perhaps. The old singers would just sing their way through them all. But uh, these days, we pick out about six Ganwyd ef yr hoes ei 
somni o Goodness me, it's Owen Shires. How nice to see you. Tonight you were singing with a, a group of people. Is this a regular group that you sing uh, with? Yeah, we do sing non-Plagine songs. We're called Party Hail Yorweth, the singing party of Yorweth Street. It's about ten of us. So, yeah, we do sort of folk tunes as well as Plagine tunes, but definitely this time of year is a kind of concentrated clump of performances. So you're going around the different plug-in services? Yeah, I think this is the fourth one we've done in the last week. So yeah, there's a good glove. And how, how did they differ from place to place? Um, well, obviously the venues are, are different. Uh, I would say this is probably my favourite one, actually. It's a, it's a really gorgeous church. Sometimes they're in halls. So we went to Llamehangalungunva on, I can't remember what day it was, <laughs> Sunday. And unfortunately the, the church is closed there now because they can't afford the upkeep, but they moved it to the hall. Oh. 
So tell us about the different carols that you sang, the two different carols. The first one is a, one of the oldest Plagain tunes because it's a folk tune originally. It actually came from England a long time ago. It was a folk tune called See the Building. And as far as I know, it died out in England and survived in Wales. And at one point, it was really, really popular in Wales. And you will find many versions of the song to the same tune but with different sets of words and so yeah it's definitely one of the older folk tunes in the canon you might have heard that from the melody itself it's modal it's it sounds older than the rest and what about the words well they are very religious obviously in uh, in essence you know talking about the resurrection and but there's some i really like some of the imagery there's a there's a line about the trees clapping hands you know so there's a there's a slightly trippy element to it as well which i quite enjoy This church is very atmospheric, isn't it? I mean, it's a lovely little village here. And there's something interesting in the history of this village that I want to ask you about, because there's a band of brigands. That's Do you know right. about the band of brigands, I, the, the I, red-headed brigands? The red-headed brigands are what we call the cochion gwylliaid cochion mawddwy, which literally translates as the red twilight people, because that's when... They were doing their deeds. What sort of things did they do and when? They seem to have been the descendants of local lords that had been dispossessed of their lands because they had sided with Owain Glyndwr in the revolt of the early 15th century. And then after that, because they had sided with the Welsh, they had lost all of their lands. And these were the descendants of those people. So throughout the 16th century, to make their living, they stole sheep and cattle. They would cross over to the other side of Offa's Dyke to Shropshire, and, you know, doing cattle raids, essentially. But as far as they were concerned, their lands had been stolen from them. So feeling, stealing a few cattle was very justified, you know. And they'd sent someone to try and sort them out, didn't they? A baron. That's right. The Baron Owen was stationed in Conway Castle. He was the one who had the job of getting rid of these bandits, these red-haired bandits. So he came down and he hung as much of them as he could find in the forest, but... Uh, the, apparently, th- the three of them were brothers and they were quite young. And their mother, uh, you know, protested. Um, but no matter what she, sh- she said, the Baron kept on hanging them. And what she did, she cursed him. And apparently, the, the way that Welsh women used to curse, they used to bare their breasts to curse, just to emphasise it. 
and she bared her breast and, and cursed and said, you know, one day I will wash my hands in your blood. And, you know, a few decades later, the old Baron Owen was taking a, you know, a ride on his horse through the woods of Dinas Maudre, and he was set upon by the descendants of, of the bandits, and indeed herself, the mother, as a very old lady by this point, opened his chest with a knife, and uh, yes. Of course, a grisly story, that, isn't it? <laughs> yes, that's right. And also, I was, I was understanding that there's another big battle near here, which is king, uh, uh, reputed to have been King Arthur's last stand against Mordred. Is that, do you know about that? Yeah, well, yes, I've heard, I've heard that, but it seems to me that every village around here has, has an Arthur story, so <laughs> I, I, don't know, I, I don't know what to believe well, anymore. Whether we should believe it or not. <laughs> Roedd yn y wlad honno, fi geiliaid yn gwylio ei braidd rhag eithar peon yn lle. Daeth angel yr arglwydd mewn didwyll fodd dedwydd i dreithu ddynt newydd o'r ne. Gan hyddys gyhoeddi fod cyrist wedi ei enni, mawr y diwdau o ni Bigeliaid pan eithon, ti fethlem dredirion, hwy gawsant i'n cyfion mewn cor. Mab diw trag wyddoldeb yn gorwedd mewn pyreseb, ty'r un undeb mewn pyrdeb heb bach. Cyd gan nhw'n ogoniant, yn felus ei foliant, Fe'n tynodd ni o feddiant y fach. So, Grillen, the first carol you sang came from a very small piece of paper there. What, what, where did you get that? Yes, I, I found this in a, a second-hand bookshop in Blinefestiniog, uh, which I would recommend to anybody if you're happening to pass through Blinefestiniog. There's a great old bookshop called Shopper Embost, and they've got the file full of these old broadsheets, ballads, They're, they are basically. But this is a particular one that says Carol Plugain on it, so it's, it's printed, it's, it was written for this. And yes, and it's usually, there's just words, there's no notation on it, but it tells you to which melody it should be sung. And this one happens to say, to be sung on the melody of God Save the King. Right. <laughs> but you, you put a different melody to well, it. Well, no, you see, it was a, it's, it, the melody I sang is in the, f the same family of melodies, so it's sort of evolved in different ways. There's, we've got two or three different melodies that are called Du Gatlor Brenin, which is the God Save the King, but they've evolved over time, almost becoming, uh, you know, unrecognisable. Yes. And I love that these words, because they're quite artfully composed, like it's full of in-rhyming and alliteration and stuff, and that's half of the joy of listening to these lyrics, is just how wonderful they sound. At Grist I wir gariad, mae heddiw a hoddiad, mae lle i bechadiriad gael dod. Y byd ei ffynilw, gwell Grist y dydd hwnnw, nag air wedi gadw mewn cod. Phone, phone, i'r wir noddfa fel lot o sodoma, rhag caffael ein divar i'n dydd. O'r aift gwell ymado, er cael ein gwaradwyddo, na boddi fel ffaron ddiffydd. Gwell myned i'r bywyd fel lasrys o'i adfyd, Oedd rhyw bryd yn achlyd ei nid. 
Na teiva soi vaur vri, yn corfod bod gwedi ar fflam yn ei boeni am And why do you think it has survived and thrived in the way that it, it has? I suppose families that speak Welsh as their first language and are church families and have that in their heritage, I suppose it's it's just something that you're expected to do and you, you're expected to keep your family's tradition going. We might not see all of these people in church regularly on a Sunday, but we'll always see them here on the 13th of January. It's very important to them as part of their Welsh-speaking Welsh language worship life. It's absolutely integral to their way of life. I mean, it seems to have survived some pretty big events in the church's history, the Reformation, for example, and the nonconformist growth in, in, in Wales. It seems to have got right through all those things when other traditions were changed and, and, and um, in some cases abandoned as a result of those changes. Yes, and, and I think... The longer it goes on, the, the harder you have to fight to keep those Welsh language traditions alive. The, the more you have to respect them, the more you have to encourage other people to get on board with them. My name is Arwell William Evans, and I was uh, brought up on a small farm near Llanfihangel and Gwynfa. They call it Llanfihangel and Gwyn, so very close to where the, where they call the Plugain Vaur is held. So... I lived there for many years, and my father, really, I started singing the plug with my father when I was 16. My, my father, Dewi Ellis Evans, was born at the farm in 1925 and lived there for 92 years of his life and uh, frequented the local plug in the Llanfihangel and Llanbullin and different Sanat areas for about 75 years of his life. Can you tell us about the carols that you sang here this evening? Yeah, so some of the carols in this old green book here is a very oh, battered old book, yeah, this one. And, um, it, and it's handwritten. It's handwritten by... This was handwritten by my mother and the pages are all ripped up, but there's a song here, Plant Onion. We didn't sing that tonight, but I've never heard anybody sing these words other than Parti Lloran, although it's on the tone of Argyfer Heddiw Bore, but I've never seen those words written anywhere else in any published book. So that's book. unique. Well, I'm not saying it's unique, but I've never heard... My father was singing this when he was 18 with Craddock Pooh, who's well passed away now as well, but I've never seen those words. Aaron Gwilym even hasn't reproduced those words on any, on any book that he's published. So some of the old carols have been handed down through the family, really. Yeah, but, so, uh, so tell us about that first carol that you sang tonight. Oh, yes, well, the first one is, is quite a, a well-known one. There's a similar theme in all these plugins I've I found in the old wording. They talk about the circumstances around the birth of Jesus Christ. He was, you know, born in common circumstances, but quite an extraordinary entity, wasn't he, Jesus Christ? I, I firmly believe in Jesus Christ. And these uh, carol songs, these plugins, they talk about the suffering as well, don't they? And also almost like the glory, you know, in terms of, his death on the cross wasn't the end, so they talk about the resurrection as well. So it's the birth, the life, the suffering, the sacrifice, and also the glory in the resurrection of Christ. <coughs> Er creo 
Now, the second carol you sang, I think you said those words were written by your grandfather. Is that yes, right? so the, the one I sang on my own, uh, that was written by my father, George William, who was my grandfather on my mother's side, and he was never had education in Welsh. He was born on a farm in Kemcanol, where the stream was the border between Shropshire and Wales, Shropshire and Powys. So he was born, he was saying he's born with one foot in Wales and the other in Shropshire sort of thing. He wrote those words many years ago. So he passed away in the year I got married in 1999 and he wrote those words. And I don't sing them very often because I don't sing my own very often. But I just feel it's worth keeping those words alive. And what the words are about is about remembering Jesus Christ and remembering to live your life as a Christian uh, beyond Christmas time. It's a, it's a manuscript. It's not a printed book. this tradition means so much to you? Why is it so important yeah. that things like this keep going? Yeah, well, really, the way I sum it up is I, I started singing uh, with my father when I was about 16 because my auntie, who was singing with him, became ill and couldn't go. And I think when I started singing, I was a bit sort of, oh, do I have to come with your dad? But now I reflect about, you know, my dad's passed away. It was so special. But I think... For as far as I'm concerned, it's a part of what I am and who I am, and it's all about identities and keeping this tradition going. And I think the main thing is, without the participation, that tradition will not carry on. Will it? These carols will not be heard. So it's important, really, to to sort of. It's in in Welsh. It's called Arveriad. It's 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 basically something that you do on a on a regular basis at certain times of the year. Because without that participation and you know sort of giving of yourself this time of year, it's just not going to carry on, is it? Need mewn press ebr ar hosodd ma bydyn Tawos og hedd Nod y gen i oedd calfaria Ag orchfag i pyrth y bedd Boed i ysbryd yn adolig Lawodraeth i'r flwyddyn hon Derbyn ies i byw i'm harwain I o goniant bywyd llon The other big part of the tradition is the supper afterwards. So the last carol of the evening will be Carol a Supper, 
and all the men will come to the front, even though they may not know each other, all the men who can sing will come to the front and they will sing together Carola Super, which is there, again, giving thanks for the gospel message, but also giving thanks for the food. Then everyone will head over to the village hall in Dinas Mouthway and they will sit down to supper. And that's laid on by the local Plugain enthusiasts.
the wonderful carols of the Welsh tradition here in Mid Wales. And if you enjoyed listening to those carols, well, you can see them too if you sign up to become a Folk on Foot patron. We filmed the carols here in the Atmospheric Church and we're giving that film to Folk on Foot heroes, the people who subscribe, giving us £10 a month to keep the podcast on the road. Um, if you want to sign up and see those and hundreds of other songs that we've recorded on our travels, all you have to do is go to patreon.com slash folk on foot and every penny you give goes back into making more episodes of this podcast. Thank you for listening and we wish you a very Happy and joyful Christmas.